okay, you don't have after-tax dollars in your pocket. You're an entrepreneur or our typical client, right? Yep. You've built up retained earnings in your corporation and paid tax at the lower tax rate because you're running an active business and you don't need the money personally, but you want to invest it. This is where we can get some tax savings or tax deferral. Hey everybody, how you doing? And uh, welcome to this week's episode of Smarten Up with JP and Fab, where we are going to talk about real co's or real estate holding corporations. So this is probably the most common question we get. Should we hold or should a client hold real estate in a corporation or personally? And obviously the answer is not simple. So we're going to walk you through at least our thought process uh, from the tax perspective and whatever limited knowledge we have from a legal perspective uh, on whether or not you should be holding your properties through uh, uh, your rental properties through a corporation or personally. So enjoy the podcast. Okay, so we call them real co's or real estate companies or real estate holding companies. Um, I think, and we just have tons of these and it's probably the single most common question we get when we receive a phone call, somebody finds us, is referred to us or finds us on the internet. Should I hold my rental properties in a corporation? Right. Right. I think it's, it's, I've probably spoken to so many, maybe a thousand people over the last 11 years. Yep. Right. Way more than that. Maybe, yeah, maybe 2000 people. Yep. Um, And, you know, my answer is always <laughs> it, as the lawyer. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it depends. It depends on your individual situation. And I guess in these sort of um, in these sort of podcasts, it's, it's more of like, let's go with the generalities. Right. Yep. So let's paint a picture. Um, you know, what do you usually tell people? Me? Yeah. Well, it, here, let's let's go back and start with, okay, wait, what what is a real co? It's, okay. it's a term we know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone here. Yeah, we'll start with the basics, okay? What is a real co? When we say real co, um, it's a private corporation, you know, and we'll stick with Ontario because that's where we are, yep. right? It's a, private, it's a private corporation owned by one or more individuals for the sole purpose of investing in a rental property. Right. Let's say a residential rental property. Pretty straightforward. Very straightforward. Nothing okay. else in there. There's yeah. just real estate. Exactly. So instead of owning the real estate yourself or through a partnership or through, let's call it a joint venture agreement, which is really just a co-ownership agreement, you own it indirectly through a corporation. Right. Okay. And it's a. It, there's a lot out there on the internet about you you know utilizing corporations for tax advantages and, and one of the things i want to tell people is a lot of what you hear and read about you know the, i think it's like kiyosaki or, or you yeah, know yeah. Like the rich dad poor dad guys yep. and, you know the, I, none of it's, i'm not saying this information is wrong but it's u.s based right and we live in canada right and we don't go by the 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 u.s tax code we go by the income tax act here in canada yes so we're in a different situation okay so in canada a real co by definition for the purpose of this discussion is a private company that you own that owns real estate rather than you owning the real estate directly very simple simple when uh when should people use a real co okay so the first 
The primary purpose of using a corporation has nothing to do with tax. Corporations were invented long before income taxation was invented, when it was only direct tax collection right. back in the day. And I believe it was created by the British, okay? So without getting into the history of a corporation, the purpose of a corporation is to limit liability. It's to separate the ownership of a business or enterprise and the operation of a business or enterprise. That is the primary purpose so that you can operate the business and if you get sued, your total losses cannot exceed your investment in the business. So this applies a real co, this is just a corporation. Corporations in general. in general. Right. That is why you want to, the primary purpose of using a corporation is to segregate yourself from the business or enterprise that you're running. Right. Okay. And, and secondary, why do you incorporate? The secondary, in my opinion, well, okay. The secondary reason I think a lot of people incorporate is to add legitimacy to their enterprise. It okay. looks more legitimate when you're operating ABC Inc. instead of John Paul McDonald, sole proprietor. Right. Right. It looks more legitimate. You have um, a corporation there. You have a corporate bank account. You know, it, it looks more legitimate. Right. Right. So a lot of people use a corporation for that particular reason. But our primary concern as accountants and financial planners is um, financial planning. Right. And tax. Tax savings. Right. Yeah tax savings and financial planning, right? So from that particular perspective, you know, having things in a corporation, can we utilize the tax laws legally to save on some tax, maybe? Um, and, you know, can we utilize the, the laws and the tax laws and financial planning concepts to make financial planning more smooth, right? right? Um, or smoother. But yes, we can in both cases, but it's very specific, okay? So let's go through a couple examples. We'll go through the non-self-employed individual first, because right. that's simple, I think, and then the self-employed individual. So, so but you're you're going into tax right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go into tax right away because that's what I think people want to hear, right? They don't the legal, like I said, that I think we can have a a, a really good corporate lawyer on one yep. day and cover all the legal aspects of all of this cool. in, in better detail. I think we're going to do a disservice by talking about the law right. a lot. So from, from the tax perspective, pretty much there's no tax advantage for an individual who's not self-employed um, to incorporate a company and pop real estate into that company. It's all liability. Right. Right. Uh, there's really no tax advantage because of the mechanism of taxation for a corporation in Canada uh, for a, a, an investment corporation. Okay. So an investment corporation does not get preferential tax treatment. So you're talking about the corporation itself. There's no tax benefit. Yeah. So right. what people have to understand is when you put the company, when you put a real estate into a company, into a corporation, that corporation is a separate taxpayer at law and must file its own tax return and pay its own tax, right? Right. You may have heard that there's a tax deferral or a lower tax rate in a corporation. Yes, there is. If and only if you are generating income uh, at, at the small business deduction rate, right? Or even the general rate, if you, if yeah. you don't, yeah. But right? it has to be an active But business. it has to be active business income, a business right. that you're actively running. Rents, royalties, and interest, again, are... Do not count 
as active business. And That's they're passive. And they're taxed at what rate? Generally speaking, about 50%. Exactly. Right? 20% corporate, 30% refundable dividend tax on hand. So policy right? was, back in the day, we the government didn't want multimillionaires going out and putting their passive investments in corporations and getting smaller tax. Exactly. Okay. They wanted to have a, a tax neutral decision. You, if you want to incorporate your, your investments, your real estate investments or otherwise, go ahead and do it. But that's a business decision. Right. Okay. And you can go back to our hold co um, podcast to understand why you may want to make that business decision um, other than tax. Right. Okay. But there should be no tax savings. Tax savings, but yes. now tax strategy. Of course, it's impossible for them to completely circumvent all um, tax savings because it, you know it's too complicated, right? Right. So from the perspective of the individual who has after-tax dollars in their hand or in their in their in their bank account and wants to make an investment in a in a in real estate, really the only reason you would do it is for liability purposes. That's yep. really it, okay? Um, because you wanna limit the liability, right? Maybe you're getting into um, a, you know, a multiplex or an apartment building, um, you're getting into student rentals, and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm really nervous about owning these properties, getting sued by tenants or somebody else, and then the liability extends over to my personal house, my personal retirement savings, whatever it is. Right. So I'm gonna incorporate a company and limit the liability to my investment in that property, right? Right. Smart, smart business decision. Oh, for sure. But it's not really gonna save you any tax. Without a doubt. Right? And it's gonna introduce um, an additional tax return that has to be filed every year, financial statements that have to be filed every year, director's resolutions that have to be filed every year. So it introduces additional work, right? Right. But it does limit your liability, okay, let's so say. It, it limits the liability. And that's fine. Um, it. It's taxed at the highest tax rate. Yep. But let let's 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 give them something oh, yeah, exciting. Yeah. It's now. but if your personal tax rate is lower than the highest tax rate right. and you distribute the profits out of the corporation, then it blends perfectly to your personal tax rate. Right. So there's no tax bleeding right. per se. And what about um, I mean what about down payments? Let's talk about someone who actually has an active business. Um, where, right. where they are running a business as a small business owner okay, and, and they want to invest in real estate. Okay, so let's go to step two, right? Right, And I think the final step that we'll, we're going to talk about is um, the technicalities of actually buying in a corporation because it's not, theoretically it sounds pretty easy, but it's actually quite hard, mm -hmm. right? Step two is, okay, you don't have after-tax dollars in your pocket. You're an entrepreneur or our typical client right? Yep. You've built up retained earnings in your corporation and paid tax at the lower tax rate because you're running an active business and you don't need the money personally, but you want to invest it. This is where we can get some tax savings or tax deferral by taking the retained earnings out of your current corporation that's paid tax at a very low rate, much lower than your personal tax rate, and utilizing those retained earnings or the money in the bank in order to make a down payment on a rental property. Right. Okay. In that sense, there's going to be some tax savings because you're going to be able to accumulate your down payments much, much more, uh, much quicker by utilizing corporate retained earnings to invest 
rather than taking a dividend to yourself or a bonus to yourself, paying personal tax, then making the investment. Right, but then but then you still have to play within uh, qualifying for mortgages. That's where we get into the next part where, okay, well, how the heck do you do it? Because now we introduce the, an extra layer of complexity. Right. Right. So, um, you know, without getting too complicated, utilizing corporate retained earnings to invest in a property makes it a little bit difficult to actually buy that property, right? Because now you're trying to buy a property in a corporation, you're probably not going to qualify for the same mortgage that you would qualify for personally, right? Right. You may not qualify for a mortgage at all. You might have to put a larger down payment, right? Um, you know, you your corporation may not have a credit rating to qualify for a mortgage. So this is where it becomes tricky, right? And there's, I you know, from what I've seen, and I'm not a mortgage broker, I'm not a lawyer, but from what I've seen in practice, uh, what you can do in order to take advantage of the tax savings is you incorporate a company, you purchase the property personally in trust for the corporation. Right. Okay. That allows you to more smoothly get the property into the corporation without having to uh, go through, jump through hoops of attempting to get a brand new corporation qualified for leverage and whatnot. Yeah. Right. The, the banks, the banks won't lend to a new corporation because there's no activity in there. And there's no credit rating. So, right? yeah. Or, yeah. So the person, the actual individual is yeah. the one, even if it, even if the bank did allow it to close in there, which some do, yeah. Um, they're going to go with the joint and several, which means that the corporation is on the hook, but they're also qualifying still based on the individual individual co-signing. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, what what we have to do a lot with our clients is is qualify them for how much they're taking out so they can get mortgages yeah. to close within corporations. Right, and, and this is where I defer really to. The, the mortgage professionals oh, for sure. and the lawyers, yeah. right? Um, from our particular perspective, if, you know, for all intents and purposes, we keep the money in the corporate group. We keep the asset in the corporate group, right? right? And from a tax perspective, that's what we are looking to do from a tax planning perspective. The mechanism that they utilize to get that to happen, um, once again, I'd love to have a guest on to talk about that mechanism, mm -hmm. right? Um, but our goal is to keep the retained earnings in the corporate group without distributing the retained earnings out to the individual and paying a second layer of tax, personal tax. Right. Right. So from that particular perspective, when you do have an entrepreneur, um, to kind of recap, uh, when you do have an entrepreneur who has a corporation that's earned an income at a, tax, at a tax preferential rate and has retained earnings in a corporate group or in a corporation, and they want to make investment in real estate, that's when we're seriously looking at incorporating a company for real estate purposes. Right. And and really from both the perspective of liability and tax savings, right? We don't want to throw the rental property into the same corporation that they're doing their consulting out of because we're blending the legal risk risks. of their consulting gig with their rental. Right. Right? I don't want that. I don't want a tenant suing and then they come after his other, his or her other um, uh, retained earnings. Right. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how. That's kind of because I do. I deal with most of the real estate stuff. Yeah. In in the in the company, you know, when people come to me, I used to say kind of don't in, don't incorporate. Um, I've moved past that now because of where I am and how I've seen people grow. I say if you're getting into real estate, 
you right out of the bit, right out of the gate incorporate. There's different. Uh, each property has its own risk, in my opinion. Yeah, it you has know, its own risk profile. A for condo sure. unit is, is like the lowest risk. You know, to a single family uh, home, to a duplex, to a triplex, to a student rental, they they keep increasing in risk. But you know, a 25 year old coming to me, they can't move this property to a corporation in 10 years because. You're going to pay land transfer tax. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the accounts. I mean, you could if you wanted to. But you're going to pay. We, we highly recommend you to, don't because you're going to yeah. pay land transfer tax again. You're going to incur legal fees and this, that, and the other. And unless there's a really good reason, you know, there could be a good reason. Like it, it, the property goes up in value extensively and you want to do some estate planning. Without right? a doubt. There, there, yeah, there, there is could be merit. good reasons for it. Yeah. But right? generally speaking, the, you know, people's net worth is going to increase down the road most people who have their second third property are already incorporated the new yep. the new people are afraid of the accounting fees they're afraid of the legal fees they yep. don't really understand it so i kind of tell them now to look 10 years down the road you're gonna be worth a million dollars in 10 years mm -hmm. so you don't want that at risk by owning a property personally that you can get sued on right yeah and, and you know i don't know from uh, it's anecdotal yeah, I don't know how how risky it is, but I think that it's one of those things where when you do lose, you lose big. Oh, for sure. Right? Because I'm just thinking from the perspective of when I speak to clients, it's like, okay, when they're starting off first property, second property, they have a pretty good handle on it. But we have clients that have bought 10, 15, 20, like tons of properties. And do you really have a good handle on 15 properties? Do you really know what's going on? Do you really know if somebody is subletting your oh, property sure. to, you know, illegally? Yep. And there's, you know, do you really know anything could happen? Your how a condo you 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 are renting out if you're not paying attention could be sublet to criminals. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then you're you're on the hook and you could so, be on the hook, right? So for me, I mean. I, I right out of the gate now say, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense to me. I mean, then when there's the tax play, the tax play is, is just beautiful. It's, it's yeah. you can really invest in real estate uh, with deferred tax dollars. Us yeah. Using the small business deduction from yeah. your operating company, paying 12% and going and buying with a down payment from that company, yeah. rather than having to take out 200 grand Pay fifty percent tax, tax yeah. and then you're left with a hundred grand to go buy a rental property. Right. That mechanism is yeah. So for beautiful. entrepreneurs, I think there's a, there's a potential tax savings. Yeah. And once again, it's case by case. And for non-entrepreneurs, it's not really a tax play. It's more of a liability play, in my opinion. Right. But once again, it's case by case. Like I could probably pull up five cases just from our clients over the last year mm -hmm. that break those recommendations that we just made how many right? how many people how many clients do we have do you think that have rental corps versus don't, don't have rental? i don't know i well how many clients would you say that we have have real estate hundreds a, a couple hundred for yeah, sure hundreds like probably 300 of our clients have have real estate i would say you know it's, like rental properties yeah and then the rest have a house that they live in right? well but, for like, sure yeah. but uh, rental property is direct it's i hundreds, would say yeah. most of them have it in in corporations that are now our original cohort of clients that we had 
Um, yeah, they were all personal. Yeah, and they were all personal. They all started out. Yeah, but as the clients mature and they become wealthier and money gets stuck in corp in corporate groups, they started using utilizing real estate holding companies. Exactly. Sure. And that's a wrap for uh, Realcos or real estate uh, corporations. I hope that was informative, and I hope it answered some of the common questions that uh, you might have about this type of structure. And uh, of course, if you have any questions about uh, real estate investing, uh, how to structure your real estate investments, uh, real estate corporations, the taxation of real estate, we're always ready to listen. We're always ready to help. You can contact us at info at cmllp.com at any time, and we'll see you next time.